0: Hello and welcome back to the What the Folks Sunland Review podcast. Um, Sunland lost four 0 to Middlesbrough, and we're going to talk about it. And when I say we, I mean us, as in
1: uh, first and foremost, Ross Black. Ross, you okay? Aye, I'm all right. I'm sure we'll get into it, but uh, weird one on it.
0: I am like I'm all right. Like I'm totally fine with it. Like I think I said before the game. To me, it's. It doesn't have the same bite to a derby like I like beating Middlesbrough, but I also like beating Leicester and Derby. <laughs> like I like winning games and hey, look, it's a bit of a sore one because of the way it was lost, and I'm sure we're going to get further into it. But yeah, I'm I'm pretty much the same. I'm not too bad. Um, I'm also joined by Bradley Sharp, Brad. Um, bit of a weird one, but how are we doing? Are you alright?
2: Yeah, as you can tell by my voice. Apart from the football, I've got COVID as well, so <laughs> I'm not great, but uh, yeah, just a bit disappointed really, but like like we've said, it's just another game where we had the same last season against Stoke. It's one of them days. We'll just bounce back.
0: Yeah, it just, it just happens. I think we will bounce back and ultimately you don't want to lose any game 4-0, certainly not in the manner we did in the second half and the fact that the other teams seem to really dislike us doesn't really help. But I think ultimately, like, we've had much worse than that. We suffered much worse than that and bounced back from a lot worse than that. And um, had a much worse team that's bounced back like that from results like that before. So got loads of confidence that that this team will as well. But um, look, was pretty crap day all around. Like, we, we can't deny it. Like, you can't lose games 4-0 at home and pretend it's all rosy and, and fine. But... It wasn't without talking points, which means that, you know, we've got stuff to speak about. And yes, we're going to get into that red card. But 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 before we get into that red card, it's about six or seven hours after full time. Um,
1: Are you over it? You feeling OK? Um, to be fair, I was over it. I think leaving the ground, like, mm. I just to me, like I, I was, I was, I was like, I was fuming with the referee. I still am now. He ruined a great game for me. Mm-hmm. I thought his first start off was a, t- a really good quality game with two sides who like uh, who've got some good technical players. You like to play play around and the pass. the get through the thirds really quickly with pace. Um, you've mentioned it there. We've had it a lot worse. I feel I I don't know how I feel really. It's like a, it's, it's like ah, I am a I'm sick. I, the, obviously, Borough went and put four pass for. It or anyone's put four passers at home, we've lost 4-0. I'm a bit disappointed in parts of the defending, but it all has mitigating factors. Like, 11v11, it's a total different game. And to me, I still I still think 11v11 will probably win that game based on what i see in the first half. But going down with 10 men, it wasn't just the 10 men, it was the position the player got sent off. Let's be honest, we had nobody else to play centre mid. We have nobody else to echo out. Um, aye, it wasn't. It was, it, it was an ideal, and I've went on a bit here, but long winded. I, I'm, I'm still a bit cheesed off that we're gonna be 4-0 at home, but like, see, this is how to me. It's not a derby because if the mags beat us 4-0 at home, I, I wouldn't even be on this fucking podcast. I'd be like, fuck this shit. Aye, I, I mean,
0: we, I, we wouldn't do one if it was is the other way around. But I think, um. Look, I, I asked a question during the week on the preview show and, and um Dana, great guest. Uh she said it was a derby to her. Uh I think I was quite clear that it wasn't. Just to kind of get that out of the way, like I'm not just sour grapes by saying it's not a derby. I worked for Middlesbrough Women. I would never work for the Mags. I worked for Borough and I was quite proud of it. Um so I think that speaks volumes, but um, I just wanted to get that in there. Brad it, it is, look, we sound somber in that because we've been hammered now at home. I don't like getting beat funnel at home, but um, I don't know that this team feels different, doesn't it? It does feel like, you know, I know we've had what two defeats in the last four, and one was an annoying one against Cardiff, and today is obviously a bit of a kick in the neck, is but like it does, it doesn't feel like the end of the world, does it? I don't know if it's just me.
2: No, it doesn't, mate. And speaking about the derby, that's not a derby, that is the derby. You know, geographically for me, it's a bit like, it's a rivalry, it's not a derby from where I live. Um, so I've had my fair share of texts today and now their numbers have all been blocked. I've had quite a relaxed evening. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've seen enough from this team throughout this season to say, to know that we will have a, a, a bad result at some point and it's came now. But I've seen enough from them to say, we can bounce straight back. Um I think the international break has probably come at a good time now, considering Dan Neal will have a one game suspension. And I think Equa, I know he said he's had a dead leg, is his leg like completely dead where <laughs> it's not going to work ever again? Um, but yeah, I mean, some people say you don't want to go on the international break off the back of a defeat like that, or with, off the back of any defeat. But I think for us, after we've had such a good run, then a, a defeat like that. But with the injuries we've got, which are a week or two away from coming back, like your pitch Bradley Dark, Dennis Sergan, at least he's back on the, back on the, uh, on the training pitch now. We could look a lot stronger coming back after the break. I'll hit the nail on the head. If Ek was on the bench there, we can make a, a more of a tactical switch. And it might have been a little bit different. But I mean, we probably still wouldn't have won the game with 10 men, but, would he give us somewhere where we can just bring another midfielder on? I think it was all just a bit of a mess. Um but yeah, this team's given me far more than enough confidence that we'll bounce back against Stoke. Um when when we when the international breaks over. And yeah, it's just it's just one of them days, mate. I mean, I wasn't there today. I'm I'm working away, but I put half a days in, came home, watched it, is what it is.
0: I find it uh I find it funny that we spent like I think it was me and Ross spent ages talking about how we needed like a defensive midfielder. And then like I think it was like the last week or the week before we went, actually, you know what? I think we might be okay. I think, you know, we were maybe wrong. We didn't need that defensive midfielder. And then the day we were like, ah, right, one of the ones went off, the other one's injured. Ah, right, okay. That's what happens when you've got no defensive midfielder. But yeah, look, we'll get into the there was negatives towards the performance, like we can't deny that. But we'll get into it. We'll get into the red card as well. But <laughs>
2: I think I, I think it does show second half as well. I think Job tried to fill in there, and it shows that he's more of an, an advanced midfielder. Um, I know it's a bit harsh on the lad because obviously we, we were chasing shadows for a lot of it. It does prove to me that he's more of an advanced midfielder, and. It's just bad luck that Daniel's been sent off and our other really good defensive midfielder isn't there. Equa is out injured. Matete, if he was there, might have been another player that mm. could slot in. It's just just unfortunate. It happened, it's happened to a lot of clubs. It just seems to happen to us all the time where one position, we get a shitload of injuries or suspensions at the same time.
0: We're talking about, um, and we'll come on to it as well, but I just want to make the point before we go on to like... A- couple of points that I'm sure everyone wants us to speak about, but uh, Huggins got injured today as well, and like look, I'm, I'm going to ask you later on about Jensen Sealt and, and thoughts on that, but I think even if you thought he was good, bad, average or whatever, he's obviously not a right back, he's quite clearly a centre back, um, I mean he's the stiffest man I've ever seen in my life, he looks like he needs a lot of DW for but I think Sealt quite evidently is not a right back, and then you shift him on to the left, and you had that issue as well, which wasn't great, but look, we'll get further into that. Ross, one thing I wanted to sort of point out straight away, we're going to get into the red card, right? I know people want to talk about it and we will get into it, but it's going to sound like we're probably making excuses for losing 4-0 at home, And but you do have to give it a borough. I think they capitalised really, really well. We went down to 10, whatever the rights are or, or the wrongs of it were. Um, they capitalised really well, kind of the way that Sunderland have been really, but, you know, not... The red not only sort of killed us, I think it killed the game as a whole. And I was actually really enjoying the first half. I felt it was a really even game. We've touched on already. Two good teams like having a really good go at each other. But um we'll talk about the red card in a minute, but how frustrating was it that like a good game was killed? More or less Stone dead a half time.
1: Aye, it was it was a totally different game, wasn't it? As soon as as soon as it happened, it was like, right, that's it, it's done now. And everyone at halftime was saying as well, like, 11 v 11, it was close, so 11 v 10, we're, we're going to suffer here. That was the main thing, we'd, we'd suffer. It was a shame, like, you see how he couldn't hold out more. And uh, it just it just killed everything, didn't it? It's like, you could tell it was like a balloon had just been popped in the crowd as well, like, everyone at half time just knew, they were furious, with the referee, for the decision, and and also the decisions that he didn't make, which led up to that before and after, as you say, we'll get onto that. But it was just it was just annoying because I'd, I honestly think eleven v eleven, that's anyone's game. You know what I mean? And it'll, it's a good game, but but that one that one extra player making a massive difference in the middle, and the tacticals. St- Mowbray did try something new. He had to, and let's be honest, it went horrifically wrong. Second half. Uh. I mean, yeah. Look,
0: first to uh, praise Mowbray, and I'm not certainly haven't lost confidence in him after that. But I didn't really understand taking Burstow off, and then suddenly our players playing like long balls up top to Abdullah Bar. It wasn't really right for me, and it did it. It it went really bad, and I I just think it it was a second half was awful. Like as a performance that you kind of half seen it coming because the game was killed. But I actually really enjoyed the first half. Like I thought I actually thought Bora edged it a little bit, like, but not by much. Some people think Sunland edged it. But it shows how good of a game it was. Like both teams had chances, both teams had the ball, both teams went for it. And I thought, you know, for neutral, it was probably a really good game to watch that first half. And then the red card just knackered it. You know, Bora fans are not going to complain about that. They're not going to care about it. And neither would we. Like we wouldn't care less either. But I think it was a really good game and it would have been nice to see. Where both sides were at with eleven men, if that made sense. But I'm sure our fans listening to this will say, "No, we quite like the fact you went down to ten men and then battered you." So you know, it is what it is. But look, we'll we'll get on to it. We'll kind of have to, and I'll, I'll come to you first, Brad. Um, the massive talking point today was that red card for for Dan Neil to obviously change the game a lot. Um, I've made no secret of my thoughts on it. If you follow the Twitter page, but but what was your take on it, on a Brad?
2: Um, without you having to edit this podcast at all and make your job easier. <laughs> that was fucking pathetic. I mean, Thunder League football, amateur football, semi-pro football, National League football, Premier League football, they all shout, what the fuck, or ref, that's a fucking foul. The, the F word comes in, in pretty much... Any any football, a swear word comes in it. Emotions are high. For him yeah. to shout 20 yards away, ref, that's a fucking foul. While Trey Hume shouting at the linesman, giving him everything. Like, much worse. Hume was going absolutely berserk. For him to shout, ref, that's a fucking foul, from 20 yards away, then get a second yellow and a red, is absolutely pathetic. If, if that referee can't accept the fact that people are going to swear at him without him getting offended. I mean I know it's 2023 and people do get offended quite easily but that is absolutely pathetic like oh my if, if people say football's a gentleman's game what are you went to do go referee um do you mind thinking about that decision again no fuck off like that's pathetic and then 30 seconds later Dan Ballard gets an elbow at the face and gets a yellow card for it like, I can't get my head around it. Like he is, ultimately, he, he, is he a Premier League referee as well?
0: Yeah, he, he was brought. He was brought in from Australia. He's a Premier League referee. And what what gets me? Right, look, I get that. Dan Neil said, and I'm sorry for all the sweary words in here. That I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to, not bleep it, but tell YouTube that there's some sweary words in it. Right, in case it sends me off YouTube. But he said, ref, that's a fucking foul. Okay, that's not particularly asking him a question. It is contesting a decision. In a game that, you know, I suppose for the players, they'll have drummed into them by Moby, that's a derby and it's for the fans. And obviously Borough were putting the foot in and any game's charged because both sides have got a chance of promotion this season. I think when you look at um, his response, the right thing to do, he's on a yellow, right? Seconds from half-time like seconds, it was 47th minute. I think you did it on three minutes or something like that. Good refereeing is you pull them to one side and you say, look, Dan, chill out. If you want to ask a question, don't make a statement. Like, you can contest a decision. You can have a, You can have a chat with us. Don't gesticulate and throw your arms about and swear at us because you're on a yellow and I'm going to tell you I'm not accepting it the second time. Now, chill out. Rome at at halftime. Just calm down. A referee's there to manage a game, not dictate what you can and can't say. And this kid, this Jared Gillett or whatever he's called, he's got form for it. He did it against Wolves last season. And it's like, you, you I'm sorry, you just... And look, I know a lot of people go, oh, the way that footballers speak to referees is terrible. And yeah, I know, like, look, bad language isn't great. And like, I get that it's not a great example for kids watching and stuff like that. But like, it's a game... It's a highly charged game that's got a lot of important like things like relying on it. He's kind of contested a decision in a slightly wrong way. He hasn't abused the ref. He hasn't ran up to him and screamed in his face. He's just said, that's, that's a fucking foul. And the refs decided that's enough just to book him when he could have quite easily just gone, look, Dan, you're on a yellow. Chill out, son. Like Just chill out. Manage the game like an old school referee would have done. Like I just... I kind of get my head around any other aspect other than he obviously would have, he wanted that game to be about himself. And it annoys the bloody hell out of me. The lad who sits next to me, right? I hope he pops on Twitter and, and confirms this, but the lad who sits next to me, right? I said, he's absolutely gagging to send so off here, him. And I went, I don't know what side it's going to be because I thought he was pretty crap for Borough. There was a couple of decisions that went against Borough and I was like, that's a foul. That's not a foul. Like, he, Clark, he got fouled twice and there weren't fouls. And they were given against um, Borough. And I went, he's gagging to send someone off here. And then I just knew he was going to do it to someone. And I was just praying it wasn't going to be us because I knew a red card was coming. And I just don't think you can manage a game like that. Like, And if you are going to manage a game like that, if that's now the rules, anywhere swear a yellow card, therefore, you're going to get a hell of a lot of red cards because it's just not possible to do that, really. I mean... I just look. I've I've gone on a bit, but for me, it's just the referee's there to manage a game, not to dictate it. And he acted today like a, like he di- he dictated it, and it's just the wrong. He just it's just not right. It's not
2: right. There was a there was a one in the first half as well. Jack Clark got around the back of what's his name?
0: Oh, the right back. You got your shirt pulled back right just back, because right? he continued running. Aye,
2: he's tried to rugby tackle him. Then we've kept possession, kept going. Ball stayed in play for about 45 seconds to a minute afterwards. And he hasn't gone back and spoke or or give a yellow card. Lee Hendry was on Sky and he said, how has he not gone back and give a yellow card there? The Mm -hmm. only way he can do it, the only way he can think of was he's forgot. But then early in the second half, Greenwood's already on the yellow and he puts in a very similar challenge to what Dan Neal done in the first half. And we got a free kick and that's it. I mean, if if... Yes, the referees are going to be shite. Be consistently shite. Have mm-hmm. a bit of consistency and put them down to 10 men as well. Mm-hmm. Because you can't just give us a yellow card for Dan Neal's first foul. And by the way, that was an orange card. That was borderline.
0: Well, that was my next question because some Borough fans said it was karma because he should have been sent off. And I just want to make the point. Like, I'm not going to um, turn around and say, oh, it never was, it never was. I went, oh God, I'm a bit worried here that might be having red." So you could say that all right, karma, because he should have been sent off. And I get that Borough fans and other fans, if it happened to it happened to other teams, would say the same. But it doesn't... Um, It's like, if we're saying that was a red card, it's double trite from the ref because he's he's sent him off for swearing at him and not sent him off for something which, to be honest, I think if Daniel had went for the, the tackle, I, I could have more understood it than the second one. Just because he should have went for an earlier one doesn't exonerate the bad refereeing.
2: No, it doesn't negate it at all. But then there was the elbow on, on Dan Ballard, which the referee in a, in his referee's inability to get control of the game has then caused Neil pretty much a fight. It was just pathetic. Absolutely pathetic I wanna know what Ross's opinion is on it because I'm gonna keep swearing, mate, and this just hurting my throat. How, how, many, how many sweary words we put in?
0: We're going to have to be... Red cards all over the shop here, but um, also, by the way, an Aussie sending someone off for swearing. I don't like the generalise here, but I've never met an Aussie that doesn't swear like an absolute trooper. Um, but Ross, anyway, I, I've not asked you your opinion. I'm assuming you're going to be with us on this, but um, put it nicer than we did.
1: Referees, absolutely perfect. Like, it nicer, you're, you're on... Man? I cannot be nicer because it's... It's 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 the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, imagine like being a referee and someone saying like, "That's a fucking foul ref," and you're like, "Oh, you can't speak to me like that." There's a yellow card. Even worse, knowing that he's already on a yellow, and you know what you're gonna do with the game. And do you know what? Like you say, you mentioned it before. Out all of his decisions were shit. Mm -hmm. He 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 seemed to me like he wanted to be the star of the show. That's what it seemed to me like. It was a big game. It's on the telly. Big crowd. Good atmosphere. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get my name in the, in the. Is uh, it Premier League? Is it Premier League? That's another thing as well, though. Why, when referees are shit in the Premier League, do we have to put up with them? Aye. The shit of the, they've got technology there, and they're still shit. They, they come here, they haven't even got the technology to try and help them pull out of it, and we're we're stuck with the shit. I'd rather have a referee that's consistently in the championship that 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 doesn't have VER. Because if you've if you've got technology and you're still shit, then if you're gonna get dropped down the league with no technology, imagine how shit you're gonna be then. Because they can't even pull out your shit decisions. You know it scares me a little bit? Do you remember
0: how we used to always complain about like wrestling league one? And I know we did, and now we did because we were like, Oh god, they're so bad. Like and they were, they were absolutely terrible. And then we we're like, oh like I just want to get out of league one so the referees are better in the championship. And then like about three games in last season. And look, we're consistent with this. I can't remember what game it was, but we won the other week and we still had a segment on referees and we try our best not to speak about referees. But, <laughs> like, they've been bad even when we've won games. Like
2: That's what I want to say, Graham. Someone popped up on mine, I, I know the bloaties and maggies, probably just trying to get a bite. But <sighs> he said to me, I've never seen you have a go at a referee when you've won. But, we do it week in, week out. We've we won do. recently and we've still mentioned how poor referees can be. When we got promoted, we, we still spoke about it weekly, how bad referees were. And we were saying, we were maybe just scraping a win, but the refereeing performances are pathetic.
0: What what it's... game was it that we we won and we still had a segment on how bad the ref was? Because the ref was terrible, but we won the game. Was it Rotherham? It was. Rotherham. It was Rotherham. The it was, ref Rotherham. was terrible. It was
2: awful. I went on BBC Newcastle after the game, and first thing I said, I wasn't buzzing about the thing. It was about how bad the referee was, and Gary Bennett was straight
1: away agreeing with it. It's, but like you say, how... any level, it's it's the whole of the UK. I think I think our standard mm-hmm. officiating is probably one of the, the the reason you don't see any British referees now in Europe much. Like get the big games because they can't be trusted.
0: I mean, did you see that did you see the argument today with Paul Merson and Mike Dean? And like, I'm not being funny. I always thought Mike Dean was quite a character. But the more that I watch him on Sky Sports, he comes across as really arrogant about the decisions, like, I know better than you. And I feel like, I said it a day, referees are killing the game. And look, there's more yes. than decisions in on today's that one,
2: did, On that one, did you see Merson's argument when Mike Dean said, but it's the law? And Merson said, well, what, what law are you on about? No one's going to die from it. It's not a law. <laughs> I was like, I, I loved it. But, like you say on Sky, they're getting these ex-referees to come on. And they've picked two, which is Dermot Gallagher and and, and him. Probably two of the most controversial man- referees that the game's ever seen. And I'll tell you what I do like to see on Twitter, though, is Keith Hackett. Mm. He pulls referees to bits when they make a bad decision. And that's the type of man that we need in. Not uh, it who's it was, it was in charge of them now. That Howard, Webb. Howard Webb. Um... He comes on and tries to defend everything even when they're wrong. Oh, we'll, we'll release a little bit of VR audio. I'm going off on a tangent now. We'll release a bit of VAR, VAR audio and I'll try and justify it. And no, your referees are shite, mate. You sack them, you suspend them. You don't drop Premier League referees down to us because they've done something wrong in that game. There's still a heck of a lot of money involved in this, in this league. There's thousands and thousands of fans spending good money in this division. League One, League Two, National League, National League North, I'll keep going down. They spend a lot of their hard-earned money to go and watch games being ruined by referees in this country, and it has to stop. Something has to change, and it has to stop. Because these referees, like Paul Merson said, they've never played the game. They don't know. that They either failed at grassroots level, and they, they just want, the, they want to be involved as best they can. They've never played the game at a high level, and they don't understand the emotion how how things work as a footballer when you when your brain's going at 100 miles an hour trying to do things. Yes, people are going to make mistakes, but these guys are utterly incompetent at doing their job, that they're paid very good money for, and they're ruining, they're ruining the football. And I think we said it in League One, I'm slowly falling out of love with football because of the way referees handle the games. Like you say, they're trying to manage the games. They, they're not... They're there to manage the game, not... Oh, Graham! Just stop me.
0: like I'm, 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 trying to think of something. that would be like, Brad, chill out, calm down, it's fine. But like, take today's away from. I mean, look here, no player is going to get sent off for the rest of the season for that, and that's just inconsistency. That, like, I remember countless wrestle over the past year. Don't even want to go into League One. And it's just, like, it's got to a point where we speak about them so often. And, like, Sky Sports was full of it last week because the VAR stuff quite clearly showed they haven't got a clue what they're doing. And I know we don't have VAR and stuff like that, so, like, it's kind of a pointless thing on a Sunderland podcast. But, like, the week before that, although two weeks before that, we had Mike Dean talking about, like, bailing his mates out and all that live on TV. You know, this is what I would do. You know, and literally saying that, like, in, in some ways, that they didn't know what the hell they were doing, and they just. But uh, we'll move on from it because I'm going to end up getting my head boxed, me like. But um, there was things that were negative about Sunderland's performance for us. There was things that weren't good about it. Um, I don't want to exonerate Sunderland of a poor second half. Would be completely collapsed. You've got to respond better than that, no matter what happens and what this referee decisions go against you, and, and what happens. And we're going to go down to ten men in the future as well. At some point, we're not going to go the rest of the season without getting another player sent off. Um, frustrating because the first half was pretty balanced, second half was pretty awful. We didn't respond at all. What what do you put that down to?
1: Um, I mentioned earlier, Morbier did have to try and do something. He helped to with our like, of centre midfield options, but um. I think putting Clark as the left wing back up against Isaiah Jones, who was known for being really good going forward, um, it was a mistake, and it took our, it took away our threat, which to me is on the wing going forward, at pace on the counter. Defending was was poor, um, I just think we lost discipline, which, <laughs> you know, I think we 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 kind of let the referee get in our heads and win the game. Like we would, we really didn't think like that. We were like, "That's it." So, so I, it's annoying. let like you say we haven't, uh, we didn't cover ourselves in glory second half. But again, the third goal is about fucking five yards offside. Like, and now the referees getting shit, but the fucking linesman as well. There was one time as well. It was right in front. Sorry, I'm gonna run again. Fuck this shit. I've had enough. <laughs> Here we but, go. <laughs> it was it was right in front of the linesman, right. Roberts had clearly kicked the ball out. It was so obvious. And he looked at the referee and he's, he's, he was practically shaking with a flag. Like, he didn't have a clue what to do. Like, it's right in front of you. Just give the throw in the borough. Like, there was, I,
0: so I seen that. Because it, it it's right where you sit there because you're North Stand, aren't you? So I'm obviously... No, no I'm open I'm
1: I'm I'm now. I'm in the Premier Concourse. Oh, um, right.
0: so you've got this... I know which one you mean. There was a point uh-huh. where... Because I went off it. I went off it and Ash was like, Graham, calm down because I was like, just make a decision. Like, he was, he didn't know which way to go. He kind of, and Roberts was looking at him like, what are you doing? And it took him five minutes to decide, eh, middle, no, Sundance. And he gave it to us. I gave like, it to us.
1: And, and the, the Borough player had the ball ready to take the front because everybody knew it was a Borough throw. In. It was a Borough throw. Aye. Well, but again, but then again, first half, I thought they keep, I got a lot of protection from that linesman as well. He couldn't wait a flag for that.
2: But Patterson
0: got none. None. Aye.
2: I'll tell you one thing, because I watched it on the telly, right? The referees and officials, here we go again, got exactly what they wanted today, because I've never seen the camera go to the officials as much throughout a game as it did today. They're now famous. The linesmen were on the on the telly all the time. It was, And every time there was a stoppage in play, it was always just going back onto Jared Gillis, and they were talking about him, and they got exactly what they wanted, being the centre of attention. Um, But, oh, man, honestly... I, yeah. call, I called him Jared Gillett
1: before.
2: <laughs> um I hope I hope Tony Mobray stops wearing his gilet after after this because it's spelt very similar to his surname.
0: You go boss one. Um nah, yeah.
2: look, but yeah, I mean I, I will give one thing of credit, and it's not to the refs, not to us. I thought their goalkeeper was very good. Um that's stop from Robert. yes he probably should have scored but that was a hell of he stuck his leg out unbelievably well he parried things when he knew he, he couldn't catch it and I, I thought their goalkeeper was very very good today um because if Robert scores there you don't know what happens where where we go from that I
0: think it does show you how even the game was though like if you go through um someone like the Borough uh the Borough breakdown podcast obviously it was on the preview um we're pals and stuff like that. And obviously they're enjoying today. But if you look through who they said was man of the match, a lot of them are saying Sonny um, because he kept them in at first half. Whilst that, I think it was quite even first half, he did make some really big saves. And I think that just shows you how at least even the game was and how good of a game it was because I think Pato made some really good saves as well.
2: Um, It was it was a really good game. So there are a few positives, I would say. I mean, it's bad. It's bad. It's like Sunder League when you say you get beat 4-0 and who are your standout performers and you say probably is the goalkeeper. And I think our two centre-halves, I think Ballard and O'Neill in a form that would have a good partnership, I still think they were very good today. Ballard was excellent and they probably didn't deserve to be on the, the end of a 4-0 defeat. That's what I will say in a positive manner. they, they were mm. Them three
1: were very, very good for me today. Yeah, I yeah me I, too. I thought Abdullah Abdul- Bar when it was 11-11 was was good. I thought he got into, you know, when we had the striker on the pitch, I thought he, he wrote with it well. Obviously, just had a shot where it we went just over, but I thought he, he looked lively, you know, and obviously, he basically got fed to the Wolves up top on his own, didn't he? When we were down to 10 men, it was like run for every ball and against. I must say Borough looked very physically stronger than us, which mm-hmm. worried me a bit today. It's the first time I think we were physically bullied. So that's one thing we've got to maybe keep an eye on. Obviously we've got players to come back. But the the left back issue needs to be resolved soon because we've now got no left backs and we've got three on the books, which is quite impressive. <laughs> even for Sunland standards. <laughs> um Yeah, it's I mean, it's injuries. We've got we've got to bring them in. them injuries, we've got to get some back now, haven't we? I don't want to
2: There's I a don't... two week break, mate, and certain and Elise. Alicia, is back on the grass. That's a massive positive because he's a good player and a couple of weeks, uh, you never know, we might not need to rush uh, if Elise is ready to come back in and that might just start to negate some of them them issues. So, like I've said, I think this international break is actually coming, win-lose-or-draw today, it's coming at a good time because we are starting to, the the injuries are starting to rack up a little bit and they're not long-term injuries anymore. They seem to be the end of the long terms or just little niggly ones where we can't afford to risk them. Dak, Ekwa and Pritchard. I think Pritchard was touch and go. Dak Dak was touch and go for the Blackburn game two weeks ago but he's just chosen not to risk them which is actually a positive because it shows we have got a little bit of depth and we've still been competitive in the last few weeks so not having to rush them back in previous previous seasons, we've had to rush players back if they're half fit just gives me a little bit more confidence that what we are doing is right and we have got a good squad of 18 players that are capable of playing in a few different positions as well. Ross, it's probably quite a difficult one to
0: listen to. It's been a difficult one to do because of the things we don't like speaking about. We've had to. And look, I want to repeat this. Borough were really professional in the second half and thoroughly deserved the second half because the way that they played and the way they took advantage dictated that they deserve to win today's game. I'm not going to debate that. It is what it is. It's the way it is. But the referees have been really frustrating today, but look, we, we can't change it. Um, It's really cheesy to say, but like one thing I really enjoy looking at in life in general is that you can only control what you can control. There's no point in trying to, to waste energy on stuff you can't control, and I've probably just done that for 25 minutes. We probably all have, but um, it feels quite similar to the Stoke defeat last year. Obviously got battered 5-1 of someone we really wanted to Perform well against. However, I think our response to that Stoke game makes me kind of forget it completely. Um, I barely remember how I felt after that. I just know I was a bit peed off. How much will our response to this game dictate our actual memories of it?
1: Yeah, massively. I think it also helps that this time we're still fourth in the championship, whereas after the Stoke game I think we were mid-table. Um. We showed signs like today, if it was like to be fair, the Sto- to me the stock game was a lot worse because it was eleven v eleven and we just crumbled. This one had such mitigating factors that um it's it's one of them where the Brad's hit the nail on the head, the breaks probably come at the right time, get a few players back, and we go again and we need another run now.
0: Yeah, I think so. Um I think that's kind of what we need to do, but before we go, obviously, it's um, got a, a week break and then Stoke uh, preview, review, all that kind of stuff. Um, I'm going down, sold that away and it was a great day out last year and then everything changed because Alex Neal joined in the week later and we all know how that one worked out. But um, before I go, I just want to say that I hope the fan from the South Stand who obviously took on well today is OK. I know there's been no news or anything like that. Um, you never like to see any fan uh, home or away. You know suffer um in any way shape or the form and i hope that he's he's recovering really well whatever it may be uh, or she i didn't actually see um and and you know best wishes for their recovery and i hope that they're doing well and i hope that um you know the the stadium will like the next home game but um brad Ross, thanks for joining me i know it wasn't exactly how we wanted to do it it's not really why um it's not really what we wanted to do we didn't really want to chat about a defeat but you know Win, I was going to say rain, win or draw there that makes no sense um, win, lose or draw we do these review shows and, and we try our best to sum it up so uh, thanks for joining me lads
2: No bother the next one will be more positive when we beat Stoke and Alex Neil gets sacked
1: mm-hmm.
2: oh, It'll be very fitting if his last game in charge of Stoke is a defeat to Sunland. our life comes at you very quickly
0: And can I just point out that that's ever more reason to subscribe to us to join in for the next episode, which will be full of cheer and no referee chat, please God. Thanks so much for joining. Cheers. Cheers, lad.